This is the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Follow Buck on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Team, welcome to the Freedom Hut Stacked Show today. Going to get through it all real fast, though. We've got, let's see here, at the very top, Governor Gavin Newsom keeps his job in California. What does that tell us about loony libs on the left coast? Also, General Milley, uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, looked like he tried to commit treason, tried to undermine the sitting president when it was Trump. The libs are not coming to his defense. And also, Nicki Minaj talks about some vaccine questions, and the left comes down hard on her. Welcome, team, to the Freedom Hut. Thanks so much for being here. We'll dive into it in a minute, but, you know, my pillows are amazing. I've gotten to know Mike Lindell very well over the years, and his products have been a game changer, not just for my sleep, but for comfort around the house. I mean, the, the mattress topper, the Giza Dream sheets, the towels, the slippers, and so much more. All these incredible my pillow products are available to you right now with phenomenal discounts. Mike wants to give you great prices on all of it. So just go right now to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. There you'll see rotational offers up to 66% off on products like their pillows, mattress topper, and the Giza sheets, but also new products like their slippers, weighted blankets, robes, waffle blankets, and more. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Enter promo code BUCK for these great radio specials. Again, MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Enter promo code BUCK for these great radio specials. Governor Smooth McFullivit, also known as Gavin Newsom, he is going to continue to be the governor of California. It's unfortunate, folks, but, you know, with California, you got to you got to say this is a place that has decided to continue on with what is not working and not going well. And at some level, I guess people should get what they vote for and get it long and hard. Right. That's what's going on in California, at least with the majority of folks there who voted and voted to keep Gavin Newsom. Uh, He's a guy who is now trying to tell everybody, you know what? This isn't just him surviving the recall. He's thriving. He's doing a great job. Everything is fantastic. Don't you see the the recall effort shows how amazing Gavin Newsom actually is. Here he is. Play 11. No is not the only thing that was expressed tonight. Uh, I want to focus on what we said yes to as a state. We said yes to science. We said yes to vaccines. We said yes to ending this pandemic. We said yes to people's right to vote without fear of fake fraud or voter suppression. We said yes to women's fundamental constitutional right to decide for herself what she does with her body, her fate and future. We said yes to diversity. We said yes to inclusion. We said yes to pluralism. We said yes to all those things that we hold dear as Californians and I would argue as Americans. Actually, they just said no to Donald Trump, the voters who went for Gavin Newsom, at least a lot of them. That was the strategy in the final days here. That's what was really going on. It wasn't Gavin Newsom is good at his job because he manifestly is not. It wasn't Gavin Newsom is a guy who is going to make life easier for most Californians, address the outflow of people from California to the rest of the country because they want to escape the totalitarian madness of a one-party Democrat rule. No, it's, it's because Donald Trump was on the ballot, they were saying, even though it was actually Larry Elder, someone who the Los Angeles Times published a piece 
referring to as the, quote, black face of white supremacy, end quote, which just gives you a sense of how ugly the other side, the Democrats, are willing to fight, the kind of things they're willing to say, the, the level to which they are willing to stoop. And that's what you see going on here. And unfortunately, Larry Elder lost what was about 60, 64, 65 percent of the vote went for Gavin Newsom. So a, a pretty solid majority for this guy, despite the hypocrisy. But you have to understand, Democrats now as a group don't really vote based upon the results, at least in the state of California. They, they vote based upon the feelings that they have. How does it make them feel to cast a certain vote what does it say about them as an individual to vote for a democrat of course you already know the answer is some of what he was saying there oh we believe in science does anyone say no to science i just want to know who are the no to science people because i think i'm just going to put this out there i think the no to science people are those who can't define what a woman is I think the no to science people are those who ignore data about natural immunity because it is inconvenient for their overall narrative, which is that everybody must get the shot, get the shot as quickly as possible. Run out there and get it. Your children have to get it. You have to get it. Everybody. Even if you have natural immunity, huh? There's no by the way, there's no scientific basis for that whatsoever. But Fauci is a little totalitarian turd and he knows where his. Bread is buttered. He butted, as Fauci would say. He wants to continue to get invited on CNN and, and be part of the fancy cool crowd. He doesn't want to be a hated Trumpster. He doesn't want to be a hated person on the right or even somebody who's just willing to speak the truth in general. No, no, of course not. Much better to be among the elites and, and just, you know, like that cuddly grandpa who wants the science to work all the time. Gavin Newsom. Keeps his job in California and Democrats feel good about that. I mean, really, let's let's review here for a second. This is a guy who has no problem telling you to shut down your restaurant if you own it or that you can't go to a restaurant and just enjoy public life as an American while he can do those things. We know this because of the French laundry incident. We know that he's a huge hypocrite. We know that he's an elitist. But Democrats still view this as their brand. This is their identity, right? They, they support the science. They support a woman's right to choose. All these different things that Newsom was saying out there. And also, he brought up that Trumpism is not gone, even if Trump is no longer in office. This is what Gavin Newsom was focused on, trying to make it almost a referendum on whether you want Gavin Newsom or Trump running California. I'm pretty sure Trump was not on the ballot, but they pretended like he was. And Gavin Newsom went after that specifically. Democracy is not a football. You don't throw it around. It's more like a, I don't know, antique vase. You can drop it and smash it in a million different pieces. And that's what we're capable of doing if we don't stand up to meet the moment and push back. I, I said this many, many times on the campaign trail, you know. We may have defeated Trump, but Trumpism is not dead in this country. The big lie, the January 6th insurrection, all the voting suppression efforts that are happening all across this country, what's happening, the assault on fundamental rights, constitutionally protected rights of women and girls. It's a remarkable moment 
in our nation's history. This guy should no longer be the governor of anything, but he knew how to play the game. A lot of money went into keeping him in office. And now I just feel badly for the people of California who recognize that having to step over fecal matter on your way to work in downtown Los Angeles or in San Francisco, that having to avoid the hypodermic needles that are discarded in the parks from all the vagrants who are living in tent cities, from the rising crime rates, the broad daylight, armed robberies, the break-ins in cars all over San Francisco, the theft from stores without any fear of consequence for people in San Francisco specifically, as well as other parts of California, because the district attorneys aren't going to do anything about it. I feel badly for the people who still retain enough of their sanity that they recognize how awful that is. I feel badly for those who, for family or professional reasons, will have a hard time leaving the state of California. And I'm sitting here as a New Yorker who my family has already started the process of moving to red states. My two brothers are red staters now, and the rest of the family is considering how quickly we can make that transition as well. For all of uh, the folks listening to this who are in California right now who want sanity, yeah, maybe you can live in Orange County, although very expensive. There are some pockets of relative ideological normalcy in California. And I just, I mean, I'm not even talking people that are really hard right or Republican, just just centrist, reasonable people even. You can't live in Los Angeles as a centrist, reasonable person. You have to believe that illegal immigration is not just okay, it's great. You have to believe that a city that is just wallowing in dysfunction and getting worse and less livable and that good people have to suffer in more and more, that somehow that is the price you pay for your self-righteous, your sanctimonious politics. That's what's necessary in all this. So it really is sad in that regard. It's uh, it's bothersome. But that's something that we'll continue to uh, talk about and focus on here because uh, California, man, could be such a great place. And I really do think that Republicans need to organize. Conservatives need to get serious about moving to places where they can establish beachheads of constitutionalism and freedom, at least at the state level. If you had a lot of New Yorkers, you know, go to a handful of states, we could even flip some of the states in the Northeast. I mean, we need more, more red where it's already pretty red, you know, where it's close. Obviously, Florida is a good, a good candidate for this. People forget we think of Florida now as very red because Ron DeSantis won. Andrew Gillum almost won the governor's uh, race there. Andrew Gillum, who's, as we all know, uh, really a kind of a personal tragedy. I mean, the guy's a mess. Would have been awful for the state of Florida, but almost won because Democrats will vote for anyone as long as they push the agenda. It doesn't matter what their character is, what their ability is, as long as they do what the Democrat apparatus of control wants, then everything is going to be just fine. Then they're all about it. Come back in a second here. Talk about this General Milley bombshell yesterday, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I didn't talk about it. On this show, I spoke about it on the big radio show as breaking news. But first, big tech monitors us, censors us, deplatforms us. Conservatives have been helpless to do anything about it until now. On Getter, you can talk with friends and family and express your political beliefs 
without fear of Silicon Valley liberals coming after you. Join Getter, the social media platform that supports free speech and opposes cancel culture. Getter is led by former Trump advisor Jason Miller, who saw what big tech did to President Trump and decided to fight back. Getter is the fastest growing social media platform in history with over 1.6 million users and growing, including conservatives like Mike Pompeo, Steve Bannon and me, Buck Sexton. Join Getter. It's in the App Store, the Google Play Store and at Getter.com. G-E-T-T-R. Longer posts, longer videos, sharper and clearer pictures. And unlike the Silicon Valley oligarchs, Getter will never sell your data. Send a message today. Join Getter. It's time to cancel cancel culture. And now on to General Milley. You remember during the Trump years, right? They would justify pretty much anything against Trump because orange man, so, so bad, right? Anything that they could do to take down Trump or anyone around him was inherently justified. It was inherently justified. And that's a very dangerous way for people to approach a presidency. It's a dangerous way for people to think, right? If, if you could justify anything in your head because someone's so bad, what are the limiting principles to that? How far are you willing to go? We saw the Democrats, particularly journalists, major news outlets, they were willing to burn their own house down, so to speak, when it comes to credibility in order to go after Trump. And we saw this with, unfortunately, the deep state. We saw this with the intelligence community, the FBI, the various organisms of national security that exist as part of the federal government. They were very clearly weaponized against Donald Trump while he was president, which is pretty remarkable when you take a step back and think about it for a moment. I mean, he is the commander in chief and he has underlings, people that work for him, in effect. I mean, technically, they do work for him who are very much working to destroy him, take down his presidency and undo the results of the 2016 election. We saw this with the Russia collusion lie. We saw this with the Mueller probe witch hunt. And then afterwards, the phone call to Zelensky in Ukraine, right? The uh, the premier of Ukraine talking to Donald Trump, that was. The second impeachment, these people are completely out of their minds and they haven't gotten more sane in the uh, intervening time period. They haven't gotten more sane at all. And this is remarkable now because you have assuming the story is true and it certainly rings true. It sounds true. Initially, you would have had General Milley who decided that he was going to create essentially an end run, a back channel around the commander in chief with his Chinese counterpart in the People's uh, Liberation Army of China to make sure that a war would not start. Who believed? Who believed that there was really going to be a U.S. invasion or a war with China? Only hysterics, only people that watch CNN and think that it's intelligent that watch CNN anchors and believe that what they're being told in any way resembles fair analysis of the situation. But the storyline is is quite clear for anyone who looks at it. You have a guy here uh, who decided that he was going to commit what feels a lot, sounds a lot like treason, and could constitute court-martial-level offenses. I mean, this is a piece... From Greg Jarrett, an opinion piece, quote, revelations about the conduct of General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, 
contained in a new book are beyond alarming, he writes at foxnews.com. If accurate, they constitute court-martial offenses. If proven at trial, they merit conviction and punishment. According to the book Peril, Milley usurped the authority of the president as the elected civilian leader of the United States, sought to defy any order with which he disagreed, and inserted himself into a chain of command where he did not belong in order to arrogate power over the nation's military operations and nuclear codes. But that's not all. Greg Jarrett goes on here, quote, the authors contend that Milley secretly informed China that he would warn them in advance of any attack by U.S. military forces. Pentagon sources have admitted that Milley made the calls to the Chinese, but they insist that the general assured China there would be no surprise attacks. It is a distinction with very little difference, end quote. I mean, this, friends, this is crazy. I mean, you, we can't have senior members of the United States military who think that they don't work for the commander in chief. And in fact, they are actively working to thwart the commander in chief to take his powers essentially into their own hands and wield them as they see fit. Now, in a fair, in a in a psychologically healthy America, there would be bipartisan outrage about this. People would say, come on, this is crazy. You can't do this. But no, instead, we have a country where the people who go on TV are as dishonest and dumb as this individual, Steve Schmidt. Here he is. Play one. I don't blame General Milley for any of this. It is much as I blame Donald Trump after years of vandalism, the near collapse of the government of the United States. And what you see here is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff acting outside of any boundaries that were ever considered for the job in an extra constitutional manner, um, I think that should frighten all of us. It's extremely alarming. I don't blame General Milley for any of this. I blame Donald Trump, orange man bad. I mean, this guy, played by Woody Harrelson uh, in the movie uh, Game Change, of course, when, and you know that he was a source for the movie because Woody Harrelson's playing this uh, this schlumpy doofus. And here he is immediately excusing this behavior. I mean, this is inexcusable behavior. There are some things that you have to be willing to say, I'm sorry, you can't do that. You know, I said, for example, we talked about January 6th. I said people can protest. Of course, people should have their voices heard. You can't start punching cops and throwing things at them, right? We either back the blue or we don't. And people got mad at me for saying that, but that's called the principle. I don't change that principle based upon what's advantageous in the moment for me as a commentator. But people like Steve Schmidt certainly do. And can you imagine if you had a Democrat president and a clear ally of the Republican Party in a military uniform who was working with our only serious global adversary, China, to create an extra chain of of communication outside the chain of command? to go around the judgment of the actual commander in chief in whom the American people had placed their powers and their trust. Can you imagine what the response would be? But for them, it's, it's always just situational ethics. It's always what benefits them in the moment. I mean, here, for example, is Claire McCaskill, another one. Oh no, general Milley, assuming the story is true, what he did was totally fine. Play two. Yesterday, after it is revealed, like some kind of shock to Marco Rubio, that our top general was calling to defend democracy, as Joe said, to an undemocratic leader in the world to make sure that a war didn't break out. 
to make sure they knew our strength was much stronger than the nonsense that Donald Trump was creating. What does Trump say? Fire him for treason? I mean, this is really something that these people are still following this guy when he is so bad at respecting the Constitution and the rule of law. So bad. I mean, what? Who's not respecting the Constitution and the rule of law here? Who's going outside chain of command? Who is usurping power and authority? But you see, it doesn't matter. Libs just want it the way they want it. There's no principle. There's nothing getting in the way other than the other side. So they have to be crushed. So they'll justify it however they can. This is appalling, but it is not surprising. Oh, and if we're going to have really, really dumb people who will say anything for attention and the biggest possible paycheck they can get. Top of the list goes the clownish buffoon Mr. Scarborough over at MSNBC, who had this to say. And think about what they're upset with Millie about doing. Yeah, They're upset that he's calling a leader in China saying, don't think you can take advantage of the United States of America. Democracy can be chaotic. But we're strong. We're solid. We're we're in good shape. Nothing's going to happen. We're not going to act erratically. And you're not going to take advantage of us. This, I, I'm sorry. This is Republicans don't like this. Mm. This is something. Are you so stupid? I just got to ask. Are you so stupid? Are you so ignorant of how things work? Do you don't know that from time to time, generals talk to generals, diplomats talk to diplomats, and they send that message, hey, things look kind of crazy in the United States. Don't take advantage of this situation. Don't take advantage of it because we're solid. Why is he even having that conversation? Because he's a loon, you see. This is what Joe Scarborough leaves out of it. Who thinks that the U.S. is really going to attack China because of a, an election dispute that's that's entirely domestic here. Where did that come from? That's really that's a, a thought that serious people have. Donald Trump is the only president in my lifetime not to start a war. And all of a sudden, in the, in the final days, he's going to attack China on. In what world was that a real concern? Well, in the world where orange man bad, where you have Trump derangement syndrome crowding out all other thinking, which is exactly what was happening here. Um, and look, on CNN, I mean, Millie, they had an analyst who said Millie actually saw Trump as America's greatest threat. That's actually what this is. Play five. The president's own top military advisor at that time didn't see Russia and China and Iran as the biggest threats to the United States. He saw the president of the United States as the biggest threat to the country. That is alarming. Two, though, Chris, why is this not surprising? Because I witnessed it. I saw cabinet secretaries in the first year of this administration talking about the potential of invoking the 25th Amendment because they were worried the president was so mentally unstable. This is now their craziness going through a projection here, projecting it onto others. Their craziness means that whatever they thought is okay, whatever they thought was justified. I'm sorry that they all had Trump derangement syndrome, but that doesn't explain or excuse. I should say it does explain their behavior. The biggest threat to the United States was Donald Trump. That's only if you're a lunatic who watches too much CNN has no actual connection to reality. And then we have Nicki Minaj all of a sudden getting a lot of attention. Nicki Minaj, the uh, hip hop artist 
or I guess R&B and pop artists, I don't know, whatever, whatever, however we qualify or classify Nicki Minaj's music. She put out a tweet. My cousin is in Trinidad, won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. The left is freaked out. Oh, Nicki Minaj, she doesn't know anything, all this other stuff. I'm going to tell you, when I sat down uh, and and got the shot myself, I remember the nurse saying, you sure you want to do this? And I was like, no, I don't want to do this. Not at all. It's stupid. I have natural immunity, but they won't let me go to my brother's wedding unless I get the shot or unless I forge the paperwork, which I probably should have done in retrospect. But, you know, I didn't want to give them an excuse to come after me criminally for something that, you know, they'll make an example of me. A lot of other folks, they might let go. But, you know, right wing radio host, fake, fake vaccine papers. Oh, man, they'd probably come after me. But. Nicki Minaj now getting the uh, the usual treatment from the Democrat left. They're all freaked out at her because you're not allowed to question any of this. Meanwhile, there are a lot of black and Latino Americans who have not gotten the vaccine and will not get the vaccine. Why aren't they ever part of this conversation? This the the bullying from Biden and the rest is always they're very clear. They always directed at white Trump supporters. Even though there's this whole other whole other categories of people that don't want to get the vaccine either. But as we know, there's a lot of reason for them to play these political games. As we know, there's a lot of double standard going on here all the time. So anyway, Nicki Minaj getting a lot of trouble here. We'll talk more about some of this tomorrow. Thanks so much for being here for the uh, quick rundown of the Buck Sexton show. And uh, make sure you subscribe. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Shields high.